Hello, and welcome to Considering Community, episode three, Laundry Losses. This week we'll be discussing um, an issue that we recently uh, noticed on campus regarding uh, changes to our institution's laundry system. I'm with uh, Matt Colette, and well, she'll go ahead and introduce herself. Hi, everybody. My name is Matt Colette, and I am a first year studying political science with a certificate in legal studies, and I'm here to talk about the laundry losses today. All right, and I'm also with Isaac, who you've met previously. Hello, everybody. Excited for my second episode on the Considering Community podcast. Uh, I guess just to introduce myself for anyone who's listening to this, uh, I'm a fourth-year environmental engineering major um, here at the university, um, and I'm also a senator at large in student government, so I'm hoping to add some insight into this and uh, see where we can go to hopefully uh, make some change at our university. Yeah, and I'm Connor Herbert, political science ma- and international affairs major, uh, and I'm a fourth year as well with Isaac. Um, so, uh, Mac, do you want to go ahead and uh, give us a little brief on the issue? Of course. Um, so, many students, myself included, were counting on being able to use their Bearcat cards for laundry this semester. Most of the people who live on campus are freshmen and sophomores, um, the first of which, as freshmen, are required to be on the all-access meal plan, um, which involves paying $2,491. But as part of that money, we're given $150 to use on our Bearcat card, which we were told we'd use for laundry. Um, And I, like most, was going to use that $150 all on laundry. Um, I did a load of laundry the first week. It went as great as it could the dryers weren't the best but I got to do my laundry um but when I went to go use my card again to do my second load of laundry the third week the system had completely changed in the middle of the night without warning um the machines could only work with CSC pay mobile um and the only place that there was any information on the transition was on the Bearcat card page and all it said was upcoming laundry system upgrade during this transition. Upgrade. The <laughs> Bearcat card is not available. In the interim, students can utilize direct payment via CC or mobile pay at the washer slash dryer or download the new laundry app. Um, but no one at the front desk was aware of the changes. No other students were awa- made aware of the changes. The RAs didn't know about the changes. Um, so for a good week, no one really could figure out how to do their laundry. Um and no one provided with us with a timeline about when we would be made aware of if the changes were permanent or not. Um, me wanting to be able to see if I could get a refund for my money, because I'd put money in addition to the $150 in the Bearcat card, um, went to the school, and I was told that refunds are only issued to those leaving or withdrawing from the university. How tragic. So I was in a place where... Um, I'm fortunate enough to, I was able to just use money from my debit card to put on the CSC pay mo- mobile app and pay. Um, however, there are lots of students who don't have that luxury and are relying on either the $150 on the card or the money that they were able to add on to the card to do their laundry, mm-hmm. and now they can't. So their yeah. money's essentially just stuck on this card, but they can't do anything with it. Yeah. So, um, And even then, the little information that the website does provide is still inaccurate. So the website still says um, that there's at least one laundry room with washers and dryers in every hall, and laundry rooms are accessible 24 hours per day that machines accept Bearcat cards and coins. 
um, which isn't true. And they're actually still telling students this on the tours that they're given every day. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah, now definitely during my freshman, sophomore, and junior year when I was living in the dorms, uh, they weren't accepting coins. I, was that the same experience that you had, Isaac? Yeah, I don't think they've ever accepted <laughs> coins. I don't remember that ever being a thing. Yeah, That's they um, still have that on the website and even say that in their breakout tours. It's problematic, but yeah, and I've been I've been living in a residence hall for the last four years. Um, something I forgot to mention is I'm an RA in Daniels. Um. So I lived on campus uh, in Turner Hall as a freshman, and then I've been in Daniels the last three years. Um, so I don't, I don't remember ever seeing coins. Uh, and even with the new machines, I know there's, there's definitely not coins now. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is, the washers are so small. Yeah. To do even just a single Target backpack laundry bag of laundry, it takes between two and three washing machines. Yeah. Um, so while $1.50 may not seem like a lot, it's four fifty a week right. for 15 weeks. Right. Or about sixty-seven fifty a semester just to run the washer. That's yeah. not including the dryer. That's if you have like normal loads of and laundry. And that's if you just are doing like one load a week with mm. probably seven days worth of clothes. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's not. Yeah, and that's not even including. Um, I know a, a big complaint or a big thing that I've run into living in residence halls is that that the dryers don't always work. Um, I remember right. my first year in Daniels, uh, students would literally like just write on a piece of paper, like this dryer will not dry your clothes and tape it onto the dryer. Um, I think sometimes the house housekeeping would take those signs down. Um, but I, it was really not uncommon to uh, pay that. Uh, was it, I think it's 125 um, for a dry, um, but it's really not uncommon to pay that, come back and check your clothes um, and your clothes are not dry and you have to run it again. And I know they also offer an option that you could click on the machines to do like an extra 15 minutes. I'm not sure if they're doing that anymore. And I never tried to do that, but yeah, I've done that. based on how wet my clothes were, I don't know that 15 minutes uh, would have made the difference. Yeah, I know for, for me living in Kyoto, I usually run my clothes through the dryer twice. Um, and that's just to get them like relatively dry. And some of the clothes I still even have to hang afterwards yeah. um, because they will get smelly because they're so damp yeah. um but i actually and ran like funky yeah and i ran a survey and i asked students about this um and while 35 percent of students said that the washers and dryers are not easy to use and um 25 percent of students said that their level of satisfaction with the washers and dryers was a two on a scale of five and 60 percent said it was a three um, there was no one who gave them a rating above a three <laughs> um, in terms of satisfaction. <laughs> um, and only 5% of students said that they were um, satisfied with the cleanliness yeah. of the laundry facilities. Um, and 55% said they experienced an equipment malfunction. So um, yeah. even the, the facilities themselves for what we're paying aren't really shaping up what they're <laughs> supposed to be right and uh, of course there might be like a, a selection bias there because the only people that are filling out the survey are people who have had bad experiences but we have no clue to say like that that's ac that's the actual case honestly even if i wasn't having uh, having any problems personally i probably would fill it out uh, but uh this year i'm not in a dorm so it doesn't really make sense yeah and i mean even with the the machine malfunctions um 
you know, we, we got all these new machines this year and, uh, and I know they, they're doing it kind of on a rolling basis of like the older residence halls and the, the oldest machines got replaced first. So I know they're going to try to replace the rest of them um, in the next year or two, but you know, we got the new machines. I was excited. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to run into this problem anymore of, you know, the dryers and washers not working. And then I go in there one day and a girl is like, oh, don't put your clothes in there. Like it's not going to dry. Um, but I had already thrown everything in there. So I ran it anyway. Lo and behold, it did not dry and I had to run it again. <laughs> um, and so now almost in my head, I'm wondering, is it even, uh, you know, a dryer or machine right. issue or is it just UC's infrastructure? Yeah, like, right. Is is the electricity is is what the machines are being hooked up to? Is that really the problem here? Um, and and UC really needs to look at uh, not just the machines themselves, but the buildings that they're in and yeah. um, how these things are getting connected and how they <laughs> what right, what is right. what is in these older residence halls buildings. And I, I guess I'd be interested to see when they replace those new ones um, if that's a problem in the newer residence halls or if there really is like some underlying issue going on that, that the university doesn't know about or isn't addressing. Well, I, I mean, I think one other thing about this is like, we're not even addressing like the bigger malfunction, um, like in Calhoun or Sadal a, a year or two ago. Um, I know this because the old internal holdover Senator Joanna Rovitsky would tell me like, yeah, you know, they're f the laundry rooms are flooding or, you know, you know, one of them is just continuously running and it's been running for like the last five days <laughs> and just leaking water all over the floor. And it also brings the question, you know, like with the new machines, right. like, are they going to be bigger? Are they yeah. going to hold more stuff? Because the machines right now, not only are they they're flooding and they're breaking, but they're also incredibly small. Right. Like if you no. compare the size of like an average washing machine that you have at your ho house or a laundromat to the size of the lo laundry machines that we have in the residence halls, they're significantly smaller. Yeah. Um, they hold about half the clothes that a normal washing machine would. So not only are students paying for them, right. but they're paying to run three or four mm -hmm. when ideally a working washing machine could run once right. and take a whole load. Right. And yeah, I've always been confused about – yeah, I've always been confused about the size of the washers because I know I'll do um, – my clothes, I, I usually get two. Sometimes I have to do three washers, but then I can get everything in the dryer. And I'm like, why are the dryer? Why can I fit all my clothes in the dryer? <laughs> but the washers are so small. Like, shouldn't these just be the same size? So right. I can just wash it and dry it. But, but you're still paying twice because you have to run the dryer twice. Yeah. 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 But all of this kind of brings up, I guess, a bigger question about the laundry system as a whole, which is really the main reason I'm here today, because while 95% of students said that they were planning to use the CSC Pay mobile app, 75% um, that said they wish it was built into room and board fees. And so this kind of brings up the question of, is the pay-per-use system really the most efficient and equitable way right. the university could be running laundry? I mean, like, think about it. You're already paying for, like, your laundry detergent or your, you know, Tide Pods, those yummy, yummy treats. Um, <laughs> but you're already paying for those, and you're paying for, you know, one, two, three, four different, like, loads of laundry. Uh, and so you're probably spending more per capita because, you know, you're having to pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out. Uh, and you may not be getting 
the sort of like proper efficiency out of your laundry detergent or your Tide Pods because you're not sure entirely, you know, will they dissolve this time? Um, will they actually like, you know, clean? And then furthermore, you know, your 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 load size is smaller. Then you have to put them into the dryer, and all these things that like make it actually like more expensive for students. Yeah, and the thing is this question of including it in room and board might seem crazy, but Kent State, Ohio State, the University of Akron, the University of Toledo, Bowling Green, Young State, and the University of Dayton all have laundry that is included in a room and board fee or free altogether. Right, right. So it's not impossible. Right, it's not yeah. an impossible switch to make. And really, even if the university wasn't willing to go all the way to free laundry, let's say, you know, we as students had to meet them halfway, <laughs> um, if it were to be included in room and board fees, students would have the possibility to be able to use some of their financial aid or eligible scholarships to cover it, which for a lot of students would be a big deal. Um, you know, personally speaking to some students, I got a testimony from a student Calhoun saying that, you know, that option would help them worry less about whether they should eat or if they need to get any personal hygiene items right. or do laundry for the week. Right. You know, we shouldn't have students saying they're choosing between eating, no. taking care of their personal hygiene, or doing laundry. That, yeah. that should never be an issue at this mm -hmm. university, but we are consistently choosing to year after year. We're updating these laundry rooms, but we're not updating the system that they exist within. Right. Furthermore, we're locking people away from being able to use their Bearcat cash, which is really even more insidious. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and the only way to get that 150 is to buy an unlimited meal plan. Right. And you're forced um, to as a freshman. They don't have yeah, and and I think anymore. they've yeah, because they've gotten rid of all that. Yeah. Um, which and and I I guess I wonder, you know, what is um, what is housing's goal with that one hundred fifty dollars? Is that just supposed to be a perk in their mind? Was that kind of supposed to cover something like laundry? Right. Um, and then what about uh, the students who aren't freshmen who are living in residence halls? Right. Um, there are plenty of upper upperclassmen who. Um, probably don't want to buy an unlimited meal plan or, you know, they're not required anymore, so they don't. Um, but now not getting that unlimited meal plan, now they're having other expenses added yeah. on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, the biggest, I guess, con some people would say to making laundry free or including the fees in room and board is, okay, well, what if they don't want to pay extra? What if they go off campus to do their laundry because they live close by or they have friends, so they don't want to have to pay that extra fee. And the answer is, is while that could be a complication, it is much easier to find a solution to that than it is to look at all the students who currently can't afford to do their laundry right. or who, like I said before, are choosing to put laundry above being able to eat for the day right. um, or working extra hours and not you know, getting sleep or going to certain classes. It, you know, that's a much easier problem to solve by doing reimbursement funds or giving them an mm -hmm. option to have an unlimited meal plan with laundry or an unlimited meal plan without. And then at yeah. that point, they just use a pay-per-pay system. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's easier for the person with mommy's credit card to, like, do uh, their laundry than it is for the person who's having to work regularly just to pay for their college tuition um, or housing or whatnot. I mean, all these things, like, I sort of add up. Um, to much larger problems and it's a bigger worry it's like an unnecessary worry um uh, i mean upa uh used to have free laundry uh, as far as i'm aware mm -hmm. i don't know if they still do i'm 
They do not. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, uh, you know, we we with all being said, UPA did used to have free laundry. Um, I remember like my first year as an RA um, when I was a sophomore. Every once in a while, when you know people got tired of paying for laundry, someone would pull their car up to Daniel's. We'd all load our stuff in there, um, and then one person usually would end up happening is I would sit in the car. Um, because like UPA's parking lot would be full or whatever, you know, we'd want to park like kind of close to the building so we could just carry it in super quick. So one person would sit in the car so we didn't get like towed or a ticket and the other person would carry everybody's laundry up to the room, um, throw it all in there, do all the laundry for free. Um, I mean, even those machines didn't really work. (laughs) So we were, we were washing stuff and, you know, we didn't have to pay for it. So we could just dry it, um, extra time, but you know, just dry it multiple times to get them dry. But um, now we're going, jumping through all these hoops of, you know, getting that laundry in there, driving back and forth from the parking lots. Um, if we did have to run the dryers multiple times, that's just extra more time waiting, waiting. Um, and then getting all that stuff back into the car and going back to Daniel's. Um, but that we even felt so empowered or so, right. <laughs> or we felt like that was something that we needed to do. Um, because paying for laundry was, uh, you know, that was the better option to right. jump through all these hoops to get the free laundry yeah. um, instead of paying for it. Yeah, I mean, it's just a weird. So yeah, <laughs> people want free laundry. Like people we want yeah. free laundry. They're, like I, I can I can say that students on campus really do not enjoy um, having to pay for that service, yeah. and um, I know a lot of students would would appreciate it if they could just wash their clothes. Um, and obviously appreciate if the machines worked, but if it was free, then, you know, maybe it's taking some extra time. Um, maybe there's some problems with the heating or the washing or whatever, but you're not the one that has to, you're, it's not ending up on your bill, you know. Maybe the university has to pay more in water or electricity, but um, it's not, but I think it falling on the students is, is when it becomes unequitable and unfair. Yeah. I, think, I think what students want more than, you know, free laundry or laundry put onto room and board fees or, or better washers and dryers. It's just the university communicate to them yeah, about what's happening because right now there's no transparency. The system truly happened overnight. One yeah. day our laundry machines, at least in my residence hall, we were the fir- one of the first halls to transition, were a Bearcat card pay system. Mm-hmm. Students were using the $150 that we were told by multiple different university offices and officials we should use towards laundry. And then the next day, we couldn't use that money. And the next day, we essentially lost $150. And the thing is with the app, too, it requires you to put your credit and your debit card information on there. It requires you to use Apple Pay. It's, it's requiring students to use things. Not every student is fortunate enough to have a debit card. Mm-hmm. Not every student has a credit card. And it, it happened overnight without warning. And they didn't even tell the RAs or the people at the desk. And it really seems like very few people truly know what's going on. And if they do know about the change, they're not able to provide a timeline. They're not able to say if, if the system is here to stay or if it's just a transition system. Very few people are actually able to provide consistent and accurate information on the topic. And that's really what we want as students. Because if this is the new system, then, okay, we need to know for next semester. We need to know to be able to plan on that. Because that's – if it's – a semester just for the washers. Once you add in the dryers, that's a couple hundred dollars that we need to be able to account for each semester for however long we plan to stay in university housing. And for incoming students who are, you know, getting their acceptances back in February and deciding where to go, 
this could be a deciding factor for certain families. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and I'm sure it's, I'm, I mean, even in my head, just looking at the systems um, and them saying that the Bearcat card is supposed to get integrated into it. Um, I mean, I know our, to me, the Bearcat card system is kind of all over the place. If you even go to try to use it, you know, at stores around campus um, or like off campus on Calhoun and McMillan, McMillan. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you pull out your Bearcat card, the people, the employees there have to go through a whole process um, to actually uh, use it and pay for it and you have to sign a receipt and everything. So even looking at the system, I'm like, I don't even know how the Bearcat card gets integrated into this. Um, and I feel like there's even just improvements to be made there about um, how the Bearcat cards work, if they're swiping, if they're tapping. Um, and, and there's even just efficiency problems with that in the first place. Yeah, we'll definitely be having an episode on Bearcat cards because uh, <laughs> there's so much. Oh, God. Um, but, like, to, to the point about transparency, um, you know, an email doesn't suffice because uh, not everyone reads their emails. An update to a website doesn't suffice. Well, they didn't even send an email. <laughs> it was just an update to the website that, you know, you had to go searching right. for, too, because it wasn't on the main page, oh, the second page. It was, like, 15 clicks in. Right. Why, why don't they just, like, post a poster in the laundry room to explain what they're doing in the first place? And I, yeah, I guess I should say there are, like, you know, there's posters. It's, like, CSGO pay mobile app. Um, yeah. But it just says, you know, there, there, there is nothing about the Bearcat card. It's just... Um, like use Apple Pay or, or download the CSGO Pay mobile app, and, um, download funds there. Yeah. Um, so I mean, at least, at least, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I just know in my, in my laundry room, oh, okay. Yeah, in my laundry room, there is a poster. Yeah, we um, have no posters. But there's no information about Bearcat cards. Yeah, we have mm. no posters, no signs. Actually, we have information about Bearcat cards. We have a sign on our door saying that laundry must That's be fun. done with Bearcat cards. And we oh. have the big pad at the front of the room that existed with the Bearcat yeah, yeah, card yeah. system where you collect your washer and dryer that still mm, says yeah, yeah. payment must be completed with Bearcat cards, but the pad doesn't work. Right. The only thing that even let any students know, like at, like my hall, we literally didn't do laundry for probably a good week because the only thing that let students know the system had changed was the blue CSC pay mobile boxes on the washers and dryers that had the QR code that you scanned. But there was never any paper saying, oh, you have to download this app and then use the app to scan the code yeah. and then you have to upload money. Like, truly no one knew what was happening. We just knew that the pad at the front of the room wasn't working. For a few days, most of the people in my hall were contacting their RAs just to find the pad yeah, was yeah. out, that the Bearcat system was out. No one told us that there was a whole new system. So even then, just the university being consistent, okay, if one laundry hall is going to be told what's happening and how to download the app, then tell every laundry hall. Yeah, Give yeah, every yeah. laundry hall a poster. <laughs> Send out an email, you know, do something to let students know what's happening because while that's good for your hall, there's at least two or three halls that didn't even get that. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting as well. I, I think there's an anecdote in a book that I gave Isaac called Rules for Radicals about like a stink out. I mean, like, if you know, <laughs> if we're trying to be <laughs> sort of militant about this, the one way to do it is like just not wash our clothes as students for a month. You know, just walk around campus. Yeah, I mean, thinking. I don't. I really can't even say. Like, you know, is is, is the university making a profit on our laundry? <laughs> like, is this <laughs> like is this a source of income for yeah, this? Yeah. Is this? Do they like come out even? Like, I really have no idea. Um, that is why the they're making us pay and, and what actually that money is going towards well, and what it's paying for. You know, actually, we we did have a discussion with um, one of the financial administrators. 
I want to say early March, late February. I don't know if you remember that. I was on exec board for student government last year, and we came into Senate. And one of the questions that I asked uh, at the time was about like laundry. We had like a four, maybe like 10, 20 minute digression from the actual topic that we were discussing to, to like go over like laundry. Um, and he did say like one of the things that they accounted for was like students having to pay for laundry um, or something to that to that effect. Of course, the minutes don't include anything like this because they didn't write down questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, all these things sort of point to it being some sort of revenue generating element, whether mm-hmm. that goes to red or to housing. Uh, who can say? You know, we'd have to figure that out. <laughs> it's kind of weird that, yeah. like, they're not mm-hmm. very, tra- you know, the other thing with, like, transparency is being, like, transparent about financials. And financial transparency is just so difficult that institutions of, these si- of this size. Um, but that doesn't mean it should not be, you know, it should be done, right? So and while, while I doubt that this money, you know, is absolutely necessary, that, you know, the money <laughs> they're making off of laundry, even if, even if they did come clear about the financials and say, you know, the money that they're using for laundry is going to something that's important, it's helping students, that we do need to keep paying, that's fine. But, you know, like we discussed earlier, then make it part of an option in which students who can't just pay that money outright are able to use scholarships or right. funding. Because, you know, a lot of the scholarships mm-hmm. the university gives can only be applied to tuition for the academic part or the room and board. And a lot of outside scholarships specify that they can only be used towards tuition or room and board. So if you make laundry a part of that room and board, you're still getting your revenue. You're still getting the same amount of money, but you're also giving students who maybe cannot pay that out of pocket the chance to find a different source to yeah. pay that money, um, which, again, while free laundry would be ideal, if they were to come transparent, become transparent and say, you know, no, this is absolutely necessary, yeah. then at least be equitable right. with the students who maybe can't do that. Right. Be, be fair. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's facts. It's a it's a weird like institutional issue, because like you said, most of the institutions in Ohio have something to the effect of like free or reduced laundry. Yeah, OSU is completely free. Students do not pay at all. It's not even part of their room and board. Laundry mm. is just free, um, and many other institutions are like that. And then others, um, such as Akron, it's just part of room and board fees. Um, mm. But the students, the schools are very open and honest about that. And Mm -hmm. they have systems for students who maybe don't want to pay that extra room and board fee to get their money back and or um, opt out of paying that extra portion for laundry. So universities our size and larger, OSU is much larger, have been able to make it work. So it's not this impossible thing that the university can't address. Um, They're just not. And I think that's another question, too, is when students in my hall did have this question about laundry, you know, our first thought was, okay, well, who do we go to? Mm -hmm. Because we're not really given a name. And I I know laundry isn't, you know, as big as probably like the dining hall services, but it's still a very big part about of student life. Um, But, you know, we reached out to some students in student government, and, you know, while they tried their best to give us answers, they really didn't have anything concrete. You know, while we tried our best to reach out to RHA, they didn't have anything concrete. They were just getting their answers from other people who were getting their answers from other people. No one really had any solid information. The only thing that the school has actually announced about this anywhere is the change to the Bearcat Card website 
saying that interim CSE payment rules being enacted. That is the only thing the university has come outright and told all students, yeah. made accessible to all students. So if they have talked to student government or they have talked to RHA, it hasn't been passed down to anyone. We haven't been given a name or contact information of a group or person that we can ask our questions to mm. or address our concerns yeah. to. So it just kind of feels like at least as first years and the students who are living on campus, we're not being heard and yeah. our concerns aren't being addressed. And it's really frustrating no. because we're in this position where, again, like I said before, I'm so grateful and very fortunate that this isn't you know, a factor that's keeping me from yeah. being able to choose between eating and hygiene. But there are students that it is, and mm. it's hard seeing you know, your neighbors in the residence hall every day choosing how big of a load they do or if they do a load or if they go and get food that day or if they go to the grocery store and get more shampoo and conditioner because, oh, they have to do a load of laundry this week. And it's just – it's confusing and it's stressful, and the school's just choosing not to acknowledge it at all. Yeah. yeah. If Nick lives here, Nick should be able to launder here too, you know? <laughs> so, anyways. Yeah. That is, I think, like the end of our episode. Nick, that was fantastic. Um, good work on the survey. Um, thanks for coming me yeah and, uh, yeah thank you so much mac that was um a really good conversation and uh i mean somebody needs to be putting all this information together and yeah. um trying to figure out uh you know like you said who to talk to where to get these questions answered and um hopefully you know not only how can we address student concerns um about this but just in general um making sure that the student concerns are heard and uh, people feel like the university cares about them a little bit. <laughs> and, and you know, the a unique thing bit. is I'm, I'm not the only one yeah. who yeah. saw yeah. this concern. There's been yeah. student senators, there's been students in the yeah. past who have created whole mm -hmm. bills on this. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's been multiple groups of students, but I mean, that just goes to show multiple people have recognized this as yeah. an issue, but they really haven't been able to get far with it, <laughs> no. um, which shows, you know, it's the lack of yeah. organization uh, for a person to go to. Yeah, yeah, there's... A lot of obstacles, uh, for whatever reason. Um, that's something for us, yeah. perhaps. We'll get free out. laundry one day. <laughs> one of these days. One day. <laughs> All right, have a good day. Uh, this is Considering Community. Um, yeah.